And real rain falling down at one point on Isaac Powell. And I thought, this is oh explicit God. content. And I thought, oh my gosh, someone stop the rain. Because Whoa. he's pulling a pre-Jonathan Bailey coming out of the water in Bridgerton moment. Like that was what was <laughs> happening. I was like, I'm simply so distracted. Hello and welcome to episode 50 of Internets. I'm your host, Rachel Joe. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your new gym memberships classes production of 101 Dalmatians Kids, You'll enjoy this podcast, so cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. That's right. You can also leave us, and you should, a star rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That's right. To find out more about the Theater Nerd Cult, check us out at theaternerdpod.com, or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Theater Nerd Pod and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast. In today's episode, we're discussing Once on This Island. Rachel, here we are. Episode fifty. Five. You know, I was thinking even while we we guys we record the just a little peek behind the curtain. We record the intro and outro at different points sometimes. Anyway, so we recorded the intro. You know, we don't do it all at once. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we just take a break and then we talk. But (laughs) today we recorded the intro first and. when we said 50, I was like, well, does that mean in a year from now, we'll be like almost at 100? <laughs> I don't know how math works, but <laughs> here we are. Well, if there are 52 weeks in a year, then we'll be at 102. That's true. There is that. I mean, I don't oh, know math man. is hard. So I know. We'll see. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not like Katie Heron uh, that she's good at math, but you know. <laughs> That's all right. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. I'm just I'm well, excited. Taylor. I can't believe we're here at 50. It seems like it's flown by to me. I don't know about you. I know. It's crazy. Well, yeah. Sorry, now I'm just going back to the math situation. I, <laughs> I was being at 50. I got Rachel right distracted with the math. <laughs> this is Easily what happens when theater people talk about math. We we get in our own <laughs> heads like, about what? it. Sorry. Huh? <laughs> Adjusting my glasses. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can't believe yeah. it's been 50 episodes. This is I the 50th know. episode. Cannot believe that people listen to us talk about theater. <laughs> can't believe we you know, another year, year two, guys. It's so great. Year two. Yeah. I think it's going to be really exciting. I mean, I, I think, think so. the theater, I, I said this last week or the week before, I can't remember, but theater, it's just a really good time to be a theater nerd and a mm-hmm. theater kid right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel there have probably been other times throughout history where it has felt like that, but I just don't feel that I don't feel like I've felt that way within main quote mainstream or popular culture uh, for really ever in my life. So I'm excited to be a part of the theater is kind of cool again. Yeah. Movement. That's true. That's true. And this year, you know, we are going to do our spring theater preview soon and Soon. there's a, there's a lot of theater happening this year. Yeah. Already some even things we know about in the fall and a lots of cool tours happening. So yeah, there's a lot of theater happening right now, which is so exciting. And in the movie theater, there's theater. Yes. And it just seems like every week we get an update of some kind of in the works film production of some kind of musical theater. Mm-hmm. experience which is we're, really exciting 
waiting on that waitress uh, pro shot. <laughs> Where are you at? Release the tapes, I yeah. say. Release the tapes. It sounds like you say like you're saying like audio tapes, like we listen to tapes. <laughs> also, it also I've been watching, you know, um, uh, old shows from 2022 that I need to catch up on. I've been watching mm-hmm. the First Lady on Showtime. Oh and yeah. And they, it one of the First Ladies they talk about is Betty Ford, and that she's the First Lady right after, um. Nixon and so when you said mm. that I thought of the Watergate tapes yes that's why I say <laughs> yes, it I'm yes. like because I think of Watergate yes. but you know it's we fine. need a Nixon musical at least the pro shop we need a Watergate <laughs> no, musical we don't. we don't actually <laughs> I remember really again this year's all about being unhinged we haven't gotten on topic yet but <laughs> I think that's our word for the year 2023 unhinged, yeah. unhinged. unhinged. at theater nerds e true Hollywood story unhinged <laughs> How one podcast yeah. turned when, into a serial murderer. I don't know. When I was little, I was walking around my neighborhood and I found this giant button with Nixon's face on it and it said, Nixon's oh. the one. And I kept it until I realized that it's probably not a great button to have. But Do you still have it? It's probably in my parents' house somewhere. <laughs> That's but, amazing. Yeah, with my Winnie the Pooh, you know. Memorabilia. Memorabilia. Of, you know, yeah, slippers yeah. and stuffed animals. Yeah. All the things. Yeah. But anyway, we Amazing. are, you know, maybe we'll look back more on 2022 this year, but we are done for now talking about 2022. We're over it. 2022 <laughs> has ended. Yes. We are Officially, done. we are saying that it's it. <laughs> and we are looking Never towards again. the future of talking about a show from the past. <laughs> yeah. I assume really it's in well. the past. Yeah. But uh, today is a deep dive, as you guys can see. Rachel, you guys dive. already know what show it is. Again, I always say this like, you guys already know what show it is. I do not, because Rachel picked the show this week. So, Rachel, with I always feel like I have a lot of power when I pick a show. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wah, wah. but then I get scared every time Taylor is picking one because I'm like, what if I don't know? It's going to be the. The show that I don't know anything about, and I'm so far you know, I might have done that we have Taylor. not picked we have not picked shows that neither of us don't know yeah. anything. Eventually, we'll probably get there, but we'll see. We I also might have that's it. why we started Today the show. The we know a lot of shows, so <laughs> you've seen yeah, so many true. shows. You've seen way more shows than I have, so I don't know I anything about what... Escape from Margaritaville. <laughs> oh my gosh, I wish I had picked that. Um, what's so funny is that. I was going through my Instagram recently and I was looking at this reel, but it wasn't a reel because we didn't have reels then, but it was a video that I posted on Instagram, mm-hmm. which is now called a reel because I'm an old person. <laughs> anyway, and uh, in it is all the theater that I had gone to, I think in like 2019 or 2018. And it was so much freaking theater. It was like between mm-hmm. 2018, and 2019, like mm-hmm. just that one year I went to so much theater and like local theater. I went to three productions at a local high school. I did all. And I was just thinking how I feel, even though I go see a lot of shows now that I'm able to in Nashville, I still feel so far removed from like, I think I was seeing some kind of theater mm-hmm. twice a month at least. Wow. Yeah, during 2018 to 2019, just like local, like I said, local productions and and other mm-hmm. things, touring productions and cats in the, the theater twice in the movie theater, <laughs> which made it on that real screenings. So, um, but yeah, and I just was thinking, wow, I, I, I should have said this last week during your cast albums conversation, but just how thankful I am to be able to relive some of those memories by listening to mm-hmm. the music and that yeah. we live in a time where so much more of this theater both like local theater but also shows in general are becoming more accessible online in some various platform shape or you know Mm -hmm. experience so yeah 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 for sure yeah so a deep dive do we want to dive in i'm diving diving yeah every time it's Stephen Gers chapman Every it's time. a deep cut for all you, you know. I hope that I picked a Christian. <laughs> I know. I hope I picked a uh, song. I hope I picked a musical yeah. that you know. But if not, I'm gonna be shedding some light it's onto okay. the musical. I'm ready. This is. It's hard to figure out where to start this. Okay. <laughs> 
Do you know this? I don't think I know this. <laughs> oh, 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 I think I know what this is. Is this one from this island? Yes. yes! It was really hard to figure out where to start the music. I was like, I gotta get Alex's riff in there. Ooh. Uh, we're talking about Once on this Island. Once on this Island. Yay. Yay. Uh, I know not much about this show. I'm yay, excited I'm to so talk excited. about it. But I you know. did know it. So I'm proud of you. Yeah. Proud of you. Yeah. I figured. I was like, I, I heard I that. About this show. <laughs> yeah, you heard Alex. Yeah. Uh, Alex amazing. Will. That was yeah. the um, Mama Will Provide from the 2018 mm. uh, soundtrack of the Tony, original Tony Award Broadway Revival Company. Yeah, but this is the musical Once on This Island, which is actually a one-act musical. That's already a fun fact for everyone. Already, I didn't know. I know. With book and lyrics by Lynn Ahrens and our favorite music by Stephen Flaherty. Ahrens and Flaherty, gotta love them. Isn't it so crazy how my last deep dive was also with them? Yep, so yep. different. Eventually, we'll get to Ragtime and Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, and Anastasia. Yeah. Mm. And Anastasia. They really yeah. have a wide range of yes. things, I just yeah. want to say. Yeah. So, this is. Uh, so, I'll, I'll talk about what the story is based on in a second because I feel that deserves its own kind of conversation. But the original Broadway production ran in on Broadway December 1991. Um, for, I don't even know how many months, not that many months, 469 performances. So not too long. Uh, it had a, um, it had a tour and then it was revived back in 2018, um, on Broadway, but also Mm -hmm. had a West End production, I should say in 1994 and 1995. Um, so yeah, once on this Island, here we are. I'm very excited to talk about it. Here we are. I'm ex- I'm um, I'm assuming there's an island. I'm assuming there's. Oh yeah, no. let me tell you. Okay, tell so, me all about it. So I'm I feel seeing, like what well, we. Well, I'll say I'll say what I see here on the Wikipedia page. It's mm-hmm. a retelling of The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Okay. So this is what's so cool. So right. Okay. Got to yeah. talk about the story. What it's based off of. It's based off of two things. It's based off of um, Hans Christian Andersen's version of Little Mermaid, right. written in the eight in the 1860s or 18 whatever 80s Mm -hmm. and then it's also paired with this novel called my love my love by Mm -hmm. rosa guy who was a caribbean writer and that came out in 1985 Mm -hmm. and i was Mm -hmm. reading and then i was reading this article and then they subsequently there was a video of aaron's and flaherty talking about how they came to this show and to, to make it. And um, Aaron's was saying that she had gone into um, some kind of used bookstore, found this book, read it in an entire day and found her way over to Steven's apartment. Wow. And they were, and she said, we're writing this musical. Uh, and so the story kind of interweaves both of these storylines. My love, my love, or some translations call it the peasant girl is a, story that is kind of similar to the telling of the little mermaid of Hans Christian Andersen, which is not quite the same Mm -hmm. as the Disney version of the little mermaid you might be thinking about, but it is about this person, this girl. Yeah. Coming of age that there's sacrifices that are, you know, happening in order for her to move through the world and for the world to work. So it's set on this fake island this the show uh once Mm -hmm. on this island is not technically set anywhere although there's been much debate and conversation about whether this is haiti or some other Mm -hmm. island similar it is set Mm -hmm. on a caribbean island where clearly there are white people who speak french and there are native people who are not white Mm -hmm. and it is a story about these two worlds colliding through this one girl um, and her own experience um, that Mm -hmm. she has kind of through, I mean, through a lot of different circumstances, all what feels like all within, you know, 10 minutes time as you're, (laughs) as you're there for your one act production. Yeah. 
But yeah, so that's kind of the basis of the storyline. But before so, we talk... So even oh, yeah. the 2018 production, the revival, the 2017-18, was yeah. a one-act show. Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. I always yeah. thought it was a... Wow. Wow. That's so interesting. <laughs> There's no intermission. Yeah. Yeah. I should have brought my playbill down. It probably but, just flew by. You probably were like, what? It's ending already? There's... I mean, it does... It, I think something, this is a complete aside from the story, but what's interesting about one act musicals is that they feel long because you're waiting for intermission. Mm-hmm. And then when it's over, you're like, wait, that's the end. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I've only been to a few one act musicals and I, I definitely feel that way where by the time the end rolls around, I'm like, oh, good. It, that was long. And then I realized that's the end, end. And I'm like, oh, this is so sad. <laughs> I could have wanted more. And it's kind of like life. It's kind of like life. <laughs> Meanwhile, when yeah. you watch Les Mis, you're like, wow, these are four. This is actually four acts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Peter Pan, that's three acts. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You get anyway, to the ship and yeah. you're like, I'm done. You're like, why is this yeah. still happening? Yeah. Um, I want to, I know that most of our deep dives, we talk about our first experience with the, the musical. Mm-hmm. So I want to do that before we talk more about the 1990 um, version and mm-hmm. 1995 version and 2000, I was going to say 1998 and the 2018 version of the show. Yeah. So do you have any memories, Taylor, of the show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my first understanding or, or experience you know seeing or hearing the show I've never I've not listened to it. I do I honestly you know this is uh, a, a weak spot in my in my theater nerdness but um I have it's my not, fear always so it's okay yeah, yeah um we can only you know expose ourselves to so much no I'm just kidding yeah um, but um, in, I was watching the Tony performance in 2018. Mm. So that was the first yeah. time I had, well, maybe it was even when it was, when it, they had announced it on Broadway, but at least watching it, that was the first time. And I think Alex Newell performed at the Tonys from what I remember. I know, I know Haley Kilgore performed. Yeah. Um, but um yeah I enjoy and I enjoyed it and I remember it winning best revival which I'm sure we'll talk about and spoilers spoiler yeah spoiler for the thing that you can look up on the internet and (laughs) (laughs) and yeah I didn't know I think that's when I like looked it up and and found out that um Aronson Flaherty wrote it Mm -hmm. um which Mm -hmm. I think is just fascinating and that was pre I mean this was pre ragtime this was pre so this was like one of their first shows they wrote it's Um, wild it's so yeah and i think it has a really strong it's a very um cult classic almost we've talked about that before on some other deep dives but i think it's not i wouldn't say it's super mainstream it's very i i feel like a lot of um general theater audiences if you said oh once on this island they would go "Hmm, what's that i don't know um but the 2018 revival did do i know i know many many people that saw it and said it was like one of the best productions they've ever seen so yeah i think definitely the 2018 um revival really actually revived revived the show revived the dialogue of the show revived the storyline of the show Mm -hmm. and um yeah in in the national tour i'm sure which brought and the tour yeah yeah. and i think the other thing that was which maybe we'll talk about um when we talk about the 2018 version is that there were a lot of act and not acting a lot of um casting choices that made it really and and direction choices that made it i think even more in the conversation um Mm -hmm. And I will say the 2018 Tony Awards was stacked. It was completely stacked there. I we I promise we will talk about it because I it's like the one Tony Awards where I think I saw almost every show that was wow. nominated. 
yeah for best musical and revival and mm-hmm. i have a lot of thoughts about how crazy like just a crazy stacked year of musicals um that was in there and so i think part of what they were recognized for and what they weren't recognized for was actually also a part of what was happening at the time on Broadway mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And well, even back in 19, the 1991, 45th oh, yeah, the 45th awards. annual Tony. Yeah. Well, yeah. there was so much happening. I mean, yeah. Richard, I mean, Richard Follies, Will Rogers Follies, Miss Saigon, the secret garden, yeah. And we're all up for best musical alongside Once on the Silent. And then so was Fiddler on the Roof for the best revival and Peter Pan mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And, and you had so much going on and Lost mm-hmm. and Yonkers was happening at the time. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. The Neil Simon play. So it just there was too much happening. Yeah. Kevin Spacey winning. I mean, maybe we'll talk about this at some point, but yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot going on. And I think it's amazing that it got nominated even back then. But I'm sure yeah. it was like this the little show that could even back then. I wonder. It's crazy because it was nominated in in 1991 for eight Tony Awards. Right. It was nominated yeah. for eight and it won zero. Yeah. And it won zero. That's still yeah. really great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm you know. sure. I wonder if it kept the show running for a little bit. I mean, it ran for 400 and what did I say? 60 some performances, mm-hmm, 59 mm-hmm. performances, which is a, a while, but not that long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it closed. What if the Tonys were in June, it closed December after that. So, I mean, it still ran for a yeah. while. That's yeah. true. Yeah. At the booth, at the booth theater. At the booth theater, you know, my favorite. We do love the booth. My first memory with the mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. Uh, was. Probably when, maybe when casting was announced for the show in for twenty in twenty eighteen in twenty seventeen. When did it come to Broadway? Twenty seventeen. Yeah, twenty seventeen. But before then, so it would have been twenty sixteen or so mm-hmm. when yeah, their casting was announced. Yeah. And this is so funny of why it's because I follow one of the actors on social media. This is the only reason. Mm -hmm. And um, they ended up playing Papa gay, but at that point, which is the, the demon of death, the God Mm -hmm. of death. But at that point they were on some TV show. Oh shoot. Now I can't even remember. On NBC, I'm sure you I'm sure everyone has at some point. It's like Chicago Fire, but it wasn't. But um I don't really watch soap operas mm-hmm. or things like that. And so then I I but I do get sponsored ads and I see them all the time. And then I like I'm like, oh, let me look at this person. Oh, what have they been in? And then all of a sudden I'm following them on Instagram. And that's they get you. Happens. Instagram gets you. It really gets me. Yeah. And sometimes, actually, I was thinking about this today. I'm like, sometimes did I follow these people or did it just follow them for me? I don't know. A topic of conversation for another time. True. Anyway, found <laughs> out they were going to be in the show. And then I saw that Isaac Powell was going to be in the show. Now, mm-hmm. I know Isaac because of his previous in- relationship with Wesley Taylor, who was at in SpongeBob at the time. Mm-hmm. When he was on Once on the Side, he was in Once on the Island, and he'd also been in this, um, like not not TV show, but this off TV show production called uh, Indoor Boys. Yes, Indoor Boys. And yes. who else is in that? What's his name is in it? I don't know. Let me look. I know. Mm. I've seen it all. It's very good. Uh, Alex Weiss is in it as well. Um, And so I knew Isaac from that. And so then I was like, okay, what is the show? And then I listened to the 1990 version. I think actually the cast recording might've come out in 1991. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The 1990, 1991 version of the musical. And I was like, I don't know if I like this. (laughs) Whoa. I know. Spicy a, this taste. is a roller coaster. And part of that, I want to say, 
mm-hmm. if you go back and listen, is definitely the recording. Like it, it's just, it's not what it needs to be for mm-hmm. my ears. Mm-hmm. But I was intrigued by like, I didn't read anything about the story before I listened to the music, which I know is like Taylor's worst nightmare. And I just thought I would listen and try and figure out what was happening. And it definitely sounded like, you know, a girl who brings, you know, is is caught between two worlds. It felt very Romeo and Juliet-esque, actually. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but then at the end, you're like, holy moly, I can't believe this happened. Because, spoiler alert, she dies. And Whoa, I did not know that. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Oh. What? Wait, Timon dies, guys. Oh, we yeah. haven't said her name is Timon. Timon and I, yeah, I, she Timon, dies. Yeah, and I didn't. Yeah. When, when Rachel was t- Timon for a character of the week, and I spelled it like Timon, like Timon and Pumbaa. Like Timon and Pumbaa. <laughs> and I thought it was Timon and Pumbaa, but apparently it's not. It's Team. It's Timon. Timon. Yeah. And yes. Wow. What a big spoiler. Yeah, We're right. going to have to put okay. spoilers Big about. spoiler. We're going to yeah, have to yeah. come back and talk about the plot in a second. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But you, the last, I was just, there's no other way to say it besides I was haunted by the last song. And mm. I didn't really know if I liked the show until I realized I was weeping listening to the last song. At and the then gym. I was like, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> my gym. And then I had to start it over again. Right. And listen again. Um, and I eventually, you know, was able to, while the, the show was going on, I heard a lot, actually, there's a great review in the New York Times that I'll, will link to about the show mm. once it came um, to be on Broadway for the 2017-2018 revival. Right. So eventually there were videos of Alex Newell and Haley Kilgore, who is like mm. no one. She was no one. She's this 18, 19-year-old girl. Where did she come from? I don't know. We don't know. And she's singing she her heart from? out in these songs. And that's when I was like, oh, this is this is incredible. And there mm. was a lot, a lot of conversation because think about it. 1991 to 2018 is a long time mm. for there to not have been a revival of this musical. And the casting choices for the revival were not necessarily gendered specific to the 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 deities or the mm-hmm. cast that was originally or the the characters that were originally in the right yeah. the production and i think that that lent itself to being more part of the conversation so that's yeah. my first interaction with the show and then of course i ended up going to see it hmm. Haley kilgore born in humble texas look at that what a place which is a real place on. Yes, that is the real place. And Mm -hmm. she made her professional debut in Portland Center Stage production of Our Town. And then she did Eight Misbehaving. And then um, she was cast as Timon when she was the first year student at the American Musical and um, Dramatic Academy. Isn't that crazy? In New York. And she was 19, right? Yeah, I think so. Yep. I mean, that is crazy. Yeah. And then was nominated for a Grammy, a Tony. Uh, um, she won some. She won, you know, Broadway. Dot uh, com Audience Choice Award and a Theater World Award. Yeah, so cool. So good. Yeah. So good. Um, let's talk about the plot. Okay, that. let's talk about the plot. Tell okay, about, so remember about at the, the beginning where I said it's kind of like Little, or it's based off of Little Mermaid, and you're mm-hmm. gonna be like, no, it's not. And that's how I was until I started listening to it, thinking that it was based off of the the Hans Christian Andersen version of Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. And then I was yeah, like, yeah. maybe it is. So yeah. there's this girl named Timoon. Also, I reserve the right to not pronounce these names correctly, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> so there's this girl named Timoon, and she is a local. She's a native to mm-hmm. this island, which, once again, is an undefined Carib- Caribbean island. Mm-hmm. Um, and she... Antilles is what it says. Yes, but that's yes. an island of the Antilles, which is right. Yeah. Anyway, um, and she at the very beginning of the story, there's you find out that there there's this child and there's a storm and she gets stuck in a tree and she's a little kid and then these people, um, uh, Tonton and Mama Erle Erle 
yep, gonna. Mm-hmm. I've listened to the music enough times that I should know. But right. she, um, they both find her. They find a baby crying and they decide to raise her as their own. Mm-hmm. And so they go, she grows up a little bit. She's a little girl. And as she's growing up, there's a song happening where you're learning about, and the beginning song, you're learning about the way of the island. There's two parts of the island. There's the part where the native people live. And there's the part where the white French people live. And these like places do not overlap. And you hear kind of both sides of them singing relating to like what the other people think about them Mm -hmm. so anyway then you're introduced to four i'm gonna call them deities for lack of a better term there's papa gay who's my favorite and that's the demon of death Mm. which is they're the main antagonist and then there's Urzule, which is the goddess of love and obviously the foil to papa gay and then there's Awe, the god of water. And then there's Asaka, our favorite, mother of the earth. And that is played by Alex, which is amazing. Yes. Um, and they the kind revival. of, right, in the royal, they, <laughs> they work to progress the story. They act as the people who, like, or the, you know, the things that interact with the people to kind of move things around. And so mm-hmm. they there's a storm. And when there's a storm, you know, one of the gods or deities is un- not happy. And during the storm, well, first of all, before this, Tamoon grows up. She's a, she's a teenager, adult. And there's a storm. And Daniel, a, a French upper class man, white, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm crashes his car during mm. the storm yes intrigue wow. and to moon finds him yes to moon finds him and then basically the gods are all arguing about what's going to happen with the fate of daniel and papa gay says we're going to kill like they're he's going to die he has to die mm. and to moon essentially makes a promise that she's going to exchange her life for his that's what she says and then Mm -hmm. eventually the gods once again decide to come up with a plan and they say if you're if you can be together if you can find true love essentially this is not how they say this right but if you guys can you know be together if you love that person enough and they choose to love you then you're you will both live this is way well. better when it's sung to you and because I'm <laughs> making it sound like the little mermaid. Um, and it's amazing and it's mm. great. And then Daniel doesn't know any of this is happening because he was clearly unconscious because he had a car accident in a mm. big hurricane and storm. So mm-hmm. then he, she, has I have to... a quick question. Wait, I'm just yes, going to yes, interject yes. for just yeah, a quick, please, is this please. modern day? Like, is this like, no, I mean, well, there's cars. No. Right. Okay. But modern day makes it feel like this is 20. So is it like the 90s? Like when they wrote it? Um, I feel like 80s, okay. 70s. Interesting. It's, I don't know. It's some time, it's some time when mm-hmm. there is clearly col- colonialization that's mm-hmm. still very much happening. There's no defined government, but there's also this technology mm-hmm. enough right for there to be a car but there that's the only kind of technological thing mm-hmm. that it feels exists in this world and so you mm-hmm. actually i feel like you don't know what time it might maybe it does say what time it's set mm-hmm. um but yeah is that helpful mm-hmm. there are no yeah. cell phones or right. Right. phones no steve mentioned. jobs yeah no <laughs> no apple <laughs> But there, what's really cool, okay, as an aside, what's really cool is that in the revival version, they were taking elements of things that you might assume you've seen, like pictures of in Africa where we've shipped our waste and our trash to them and then people make clothes out of them. So mm-hmm. they kind of did something similar um, to showcase the fact that this was a discarded island by the people who had a lot mm-hmm. to offer in society. Mm-hmm. And so the natives were wearing like 
someone was wearing like a jersey that -hmm. was clearly a jersey from somewhere in America and it was like Mm -hmm. torn and stuff anyway. So I found that very powerful. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what happens is then they go to the place where all of the um, grand old live, which is the French people. Mm -hmm. And they try to, she tries to be with Daniel and the French people make fun of her. Then they make fun of Daniel. Eventually they go to this dance and things do not go well. And basically Daniel's like, don't you know that like, I'm not, that this is not going to work out anyway. Right. Eventually she leaves and yet she, and, and so then Daniel has another love interest and they basically get married. Um, what a wild, wow. I know. I and then this all happens finally, in one act. In one act. And then yeah. finally Papa Gay comes back and says, you know, Remember that you promised to exchange your life for Daniel's Mm -hmm. and, but Papa Gay gives her one last chance to live. And that is if she kills Daniel, then she could live. Mm -hmm. And so then there's this really powerful scene at the end where Timun goes into the room where Daniel is with a knife. And then essentially she gets thrown out. They find her anyways, this, crazy crazy mm. and then um basically at the end they like Tamoon still loves daniel and realizes mm-hmm. that they they want to be together and mm-hmm. or she wants to be with him and yeah um essentially they didn't kill her they didn't kill Tamoon fully they let her live in basically a tree they reformed her into a tree. Right. So now yes. she has to live forever. And so then I did last I actually, song. you know what? I did know that part. I knew there was a tree. Okay. So then the last song is like her being a tree. So this is right. it's very interesting. I don't clearly I did not explain it very well. People are like, I what is happening? I'll never listen to this show. It's <laughs> yeah. so good. It's mm-hmm. so good. It's just very um it yeah, very uh spiritual in a way that is not necessarily our uh mono theistic mm-hmm. experience right right and it does kind of sound similar to the hans christian anderson version of the mm-hmm. little mermaid but right. it's definitely what's interesting is that although there is a love interest it's really all about to moon's consideration and like movement through the world and her ability to choose love mm-hmm. over the fear that she has and then mm-hmm. What I think is very interesting is that she's rewarded for that, but not in the way in which we think or I think she should have been, which is to be alive. Right. Mm. That's very emotional. Sounds very emotional. It's so emotional. And that's why the last (laughs) song I'm weeping. And it's the last song is why we tell the story or we tell Mm -hmm. a story. And it is so good. Yeah. It's okay. It reminds me of Hades. Not that it Hades Town was after this, but it reminds me similarly of Hades Town, where you're listening to the first song of Hades Town with a, the first time you approach it with a certain kind of like, oh, this is exciting, and then the last song is also the first song in Hades Town, and you're like, this is so sad and mm-hmm. also so amazing, and that's how this song is, where you're like, why do I feel hopeful, and yet this was so unbelievably sad Mm. and they start because they started with the story telling you the story telling Mm -hmm. the little girl on the stage the story and now you realize like that is the whole story Mm -hmm. you thought you were watching the story but now you realize they were telling you the story and it's inception Mm. in 1990 whoa basically pre pre uh christopher nolan (laughs) yeah christopher nolan actually watched this musical and then got inspiration honestly i wouldn't be surprised he knows everything (laughs) but that's a crazy it's a crazy plot but it's so it's so good it sounds so i i have to go and listen to it i guess you do you do and all the songs all the songs kind of tell you enough Mm-hmm. about what's happening i'll go watch a uh, bootleg <laughs> also you should do that because yeah. the cast is amazing mm. and it's done in the theater in the round from in 2018 yes 
Yes. Um, let's get in. What are, so because I I cannot say, but because I don't know the music very well. But what are some of your favorite songs? Obviously, the finale, the why we tell the story. Obviously, yeah. yeah. The finale oh. is definitely my favorite song. Yeah. Um, uh, some other favorites. I mean, you. What I played was "Mama Will Provide." That's such mm-hmm. a good song. Honestly, mm-hmm. that is number two most listened to on this cast album with over 2 million on Spotify of listens. And the first number one listen, which is not surprising is waiting for life, Mm -hmm. um, which has over 4 million listens on Spotify. And that's Haley Kilgore. So she is, uh, you know, waiting for life to begin is basically the, the lyric of the song. When will my life begin? Exactly. Yeah. And it's uh, that song. She slays that song. Like, I just mm. can't. I still cannot get over the fact that she was 18 and 19. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about the the music, too, because I'm sure this is like we've said at the top. Aaron's and Flaherty, all of their work is so different. But what it's about this so stands out? crazy. Yeah, well, what's I will I want to like elephant in the room, no pun intended, towards Susical. Um, like these are two white people creating songs yes. yeah. that sound Caribbean and mm-hmm. and and native and in, in like you know in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is the source material, and and Aaron's and Flaherty are very honest about the source material and where they, you know, got the story from and the names and all of that right. uh, and did their history research and, and and some of that. But it is still a little weird when you because th- when you listen, you're like, oh, interesting. I can't imagine uh, that two white people wrote this mm-hmm. because right. juxtapose this to Benjamin's Calypso in um Joseph and the Amazing Tiny Color Dreamcoat. And you're like, ah, interesting. So this is definitely a more respectful version of, I think, Caribbean undertones Mm -hmm. um, or overtones, really. And the music is very much the sole storyteller. Mm -hmm. Um, Not just the lyrics, but the music moves you through. You physically know that you're in a different setting when the music is happening. And what's so interesting, I think, is that you have these four deities and there's different sounds that go with them mm. when they're like either present or when they're moving things around, mm. you know, or whether they're singing. Uh, and then that's such a different song uh, or um, sound than it is when you're listening to the song, you know, that. Daniel sings or that happens at the ball right. um, which feels very like uh pirates of the caribbean british french <laughs> yes yeah um ask yeah uh, the farmers refuted in hamilton <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it's just i actually think that this is maybe the best the best songs that they've ever written mm. um and i i I was reading an interview, uh, another interview from them, and they said there's something about this show that impacts the people who are in the show and who come and see the show. And Aaron's was like, that has nothing to do with us. (laughs) She was saying this is something there's something more mystical and magical here, which is why we knew we had to write a musical. And it has nothing to do when people leave feeling moved it really is nothing to do with with us mm. that is very humble in my opinion because i don't think i would have known this story or felt as close to it if there wasn't music to it right. i do think they did they did something but i do think that they're right in some ways that there's some weird mysticism here that allows you to feel moved mm. in in the in the musical mm. yeah i'm i was going to bring up that is it is int- i wonder if this sh- like, could they have written this show in 20? I'm always fascinated. Like, oh, this yeah. is this is a show about a very specific culture and a very specific type of yeah. of of music. And it's, I mean, it's technically, like you said, not set anywhere specific. It's right. just kind of like right. 
the world of, you know, we could kind of make, which is actually a smart way to do it because it's not like we are telling the story of Haiti or whatever. We're, right. It's just like we we can make it up in our minds. Um, yeah. But I wonder if Aaron's and Flaherty could have written this today. I don't think we have to answer the question, but I just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting to sit and yeah. and think about What I think is interesting about this show, and maybe it's because there's not necessarily a specificity within the book and the music, Mm -hmm. um, that it allows the director to make and the producers to make a Mm -hmm. lot of decisions present day about how they want this to look and be set. Right. And I also think that the story of these two worlds, I mean is a story that has existed even pre-Shakespeare. I mentioned Romeo and Juliet earlier. Like this idea of division because of class and race is something that is continually universal, unfortunately. Mm. And so I think that the, I I get what you're saying. And the question I think maybe is, is it appropriate (laughs) to white people to write a story like this in our modern day time when there could potentially be other people who would lend themselves to this, to being able to write the story or want to write some, a story similar and, or, um, yeah, like, should we have, should, should it be like this, Mm. um, from two white people? But I think the actual story, the plot related to these, the bigger themes, I guess, of the plot feels very universally true and something Mm -hmm. that will always uh, exist. And I don't, I really don't know what the 1990, 1991 direction was like. Right. And I know that there was a lot, like I said, I'll link to this New York Times article, but there were other articles also about the 2017 revival and what it might be like. And even, Mm -hmm. you know, in 2020, they said that they might try and make this a, a show on Disney plus or a film. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard. Mm-hmm. They have, the, they have the rights right. to do that. Um, yeah. Technically Disney does now, but what does that, what is that going to look like uh, mm-hmm. in the future? And how can we do the best to make sure that this is a, you know, is the best way to, de- to depict themes that are so much bigger than this one story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. And I think if we look at it, not that this was correct, but in 1991, I don't think people thought anything of it. And I think it's a good, it's and the reason why I bring it up so often and why Rachel and I both bring it up so often is that it's a conversation worth having. Like, did they, when they were writing it, were they like, oh, we should have a co-writer or a consultant or a director or a whatever that is a person of color? They probably didn't think of that. And that's something that now we are, you know, hopefully a lot more conscious of. And I think they should be. And I hope they were more conscious of that in 2017. I mean, I know Mm -hmm. a white man directed the revival, but I know he was very conscious from videos I have watched. He was very conscious of the casting and the, you know, the, the culture of it and all of those things. So it is, it is something that I think we won't, ever stop asking the question of or we shouldn't yeah. ever stop considering because there are so many layers right like one person's experience watching this uh show or you know uh, understanding the script or the book or whatever is not the same for everyone everyone whether right. you're uh, from a colonized people group or you're the french people and the you know who are the colonizers, Mm -hmm. it's not one experience. And so to assume that everyone who is a person of color is going to understand or have the same reaction to this show or any show Mm -hmm. is a problem in itself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think the new being able to have more conversations about nuance and what actually art is there for Art is, I I think, you know, theater is there for a healing purpose, is often there to expose something in order for something to be healed. I I don't, I don't, or it's there for entertainment in a way that's Mm -hmm. 
jovial mm-hmm. and fun and makes you mm-hmm. forget that there's an economic depression or whatever. But I don't think that it's really meant to hurt other people or right. portray certain groups of people as something else. I think mm-hmm. that theater especially is the live form of art and art often makes us think about things personally and existentially mm-hmm. in a yeah. way that moves us towards something or away from things that are not good mm-hmm. instead of away from people or you know in judgment of others. Yeah. And so I'm hopeful. I mean, I know not every artist or theater person or director or writer has thought that way, but that is the kind of hope that I bring towards live theater and performing yeah. arts. And I think it can, for me, it can be both. It can be something you learn thing and it can be inter- like fun and entertaining. It can be both. Oh yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> also, the there no, can be a top yeah. number, although there isn't in this True. show. But Shocking. there is a, a goat, I believe. In the there revival. is a goat. There is a goat. Yeah, there is a I goat. do want to say too, like ultimately in 1991 and 1990, Aaron's and probably shed did shed light on a people group that a lot of people didn't know about at the time, and a lot of people weren't edu- pro- probably educated on, and um, you know that they learned something from the show back then. Not that they didn't in 2017, but it's something that you can learn learn something about a some you know it's a lot of theater theater goers in general again this is a general statement are wealthy individuals and a lot Mm of generally a lot of wealthy individuals are white individuals not all the time (laughs) but they are especially and in new york you know in new yeah and it's uh, and i'm sure a lot of people you know took away something from just learning about a a people group that it, it was different from them so yeah There's this idea if you allow it, right? I think this is why I love this musical so much. Mm -hmm. And then we'll talk about the 2018 Tony Awards. (laughs) But I there if you allow it, if you allow yourself, you will be able to experience being broken open, I think, in a way that I don't always feel with musicals. And that's not to say that I don't love other musicals more than this musical or whatever. Mm -hmm. But this me this musical and like next to normal and a few others are on that level of feeling like I am learning something about myself and others and mm-hmm. also that there can be hope amid something that is just always going to be true mm. um, and not always going to be positive like there's almost always going to be these divides between people there's almost always going to be class there's almost always going to be wealth there's almost always going to be this ear you know love that isn't reciprocal also yeah, between yeah. people and sacrifice and commitment and all of these other things mm. and yet right like and that's the part of the end of the musical and yet we still enter into talking about it and having conversations about it and I really think that that last song was just inspired like I don't mm. know how they wrote it I'd love to watch mm-hmm. a video just specifically on that last song because it's it's actually very inspired um mm. and especially some of the lyrics and hearing the entire cast sing it and know that they're singing it to a tree mm. that has been on the stage the whole time mm. and you didn't realize that was the girl you were watching right very avatar-esque <laughs> with the it's tree <laughs> wild don't no spoilers because i'm seeing the second one tomorrow so oh as of recording this yes i do want to shout out um some of the cast from both the yes. revival and the original production Ooh. we have Lashans who played um timon timon and then um jerry dixon playing daniel and then in our revival of course we already talked about Haley Kilgore and then Alex Newell playing Asaka. Is that how you say it? Asaka, yes. Yes. And then, of course, Isaac Cole Powell playing Daniel. I, how do you pronounce the last name? Do you know? Bo- oh, of, his, of Daniel's Bo- last name? Bohome? <sighs> I don't know. Um, Bohome? I say the grand old. Yeah, you know, I just. You just you say know. Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Quentin Oral, Earl Darrington playing Agui. Oh, Agui. 
Agwe, sorry. Uh, Leia Salonga, the wonderful Leia Salonga, playing Urzuili. Urzuili. Um, And then, of course, and then, you know, some wonderful other people that, you know, I'm I'm not too familiar with in the I, I mean you would know because no, you saw it. it but Norm Lewis yes, temporarily Ma. replaced Quentin Earl Darrington what was that experience talk about that experience and then we'll we'll we can wrap up too convincing my friends to go see it well or just it seeing a, it live I'm sure it was you seeing it live was it. amazing yeah. they had the Tony Award literally in a little box and you could take photos around it. oh my it gosh amazing. that's so cool and I was I took my two friends who I don't think that they're like they don't hate musical theater but they're not like musical theater fiends mm-hmm. and uh they we were in new york because one of them had just moved to new york and we were there for uh, a long weekend and i was like we have to see a broadway show i will figure it out i'll make it happen do you have any you know requests or whatever and they were like no whatever and so then i decided we were going to see the show <laughs> mm-hmm. and i realized i told them absolutely nothing about what this show is going to be i was Amazing. like it's going to be great i promise don't worry and like I think a third of the way through, I turn over and my friend is just like tears are streaming down her face, and she's like, "I can't believe you brought me to this." But at the end, they both were like, "This was amazing." And then we, of course, got our playbill signed uh, by the cast, right. and it was really cool. I've actually never been to a theater in the round on Broadway until that mm. time, mm-hmm. and that I think that that was really powerful. Mm. Um, I we I think we've talked before about how I find it very powerful when everyone stays on the stage while other things are happening, mm-hmm. or when actors bring on and off their props. I don't know why, I just find it so great. <laughs> and there's something about like you're just you're just there all the time being watched in a in the theater in the round, and it's right or a circle in the square. That's what it is. Not right, the circle in the, round, in the but, square. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was it was really amazing. And you mm. felt you were in it because you could feel the water. There's like a place where there's water and there's sand everywhere mm. on the ground. And you just kind of felt like you were you were in it. Yeah. Yeah. And the real goat, like you said. And a real goat. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And real rain falling down at one point on Isaac Powell. And I thought this is oh explicit God. content. And I thought, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Someone stop the rain because Whoa. he's pulling a pre-Jonathan Bailey coming out of the water in Bridgerton moment. Like that was what was <laughs> happening. I was like, I'm simply so distracted. Maybe so Timothy Chalamet should play him in the movie. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Oh, I um, never wanted anything more and I didn't yeah. know I wanted it. Yeah, Timothy Chalamet <laughs> and Zendaya as Oh Timu. my god. Mm-hmm. What we're saying. That's what we're saying. I love this. Um, and we, Timothy French, so this is good. Yeah, exactly. We haven't mentioned this, but Michael Arden did direct the uh, yeah. revival, um, choreographed mm-hmm. by uh, Camille Brown, Camille A. Brown, uh, as well. Uh, and yeah, the revival was nominated for eight. I can tell you. Okay. It was also yeah. nominated for eight. Tony's and it took home best survival. I think it was a surprise from what I remember. I think people were let me tell shook. you. Let me tell you what the best yeah. revival of a musical was in yeah. 2018. Here were the three best revivals. I just need just have a quick moment. My fair lady, mm-hmm. carousel. All I want is a room somewhere. <laughs> And once on this island, those were the three revivals. And those are mm-hmm. big. I mean, once on this island is definitely a smaller cast show. Yeah. But like, Carousel and My Fair Lady are big productions. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah, I just feel like they got snubbed on some things. I really think Haley Kilgore could have won this. Right. Um, Tony, although she was Katrina one of the Lake youngest. Won. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She was one of the youngest persons nominated first time crazy crazy I know. well i'm excited to venture into the show um okay, as like it. like we said a film is in development at disney plus right now disney does have the rights playwright jocelyn bio is gonna pen the script and 
Wanori Kaihu, I don't know if I'm saying these names right, is going to direct the movie. Um, so let's hope that is release the tapes. That it's. <laughs> It's going to still happen. Release <laughs> the tapes. That's right. Um, both um, African American women's women. So that's exciting. That, that is exciting. Um, that they are are doing that. Mark Platt is uh, about the film rights. So of course, you know, gotta maybe Ben Platt will play. Uh, <laughs> no, we'll play. Not. We'll play Daniel. Ben Platt cannot play Daniel. No, <laughs> I rebuke that in the name okay. of Mark yeah. Platt. <laughs> maybe yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, well, this was so fun. Yay! I had such a good time talking about this show. We went deep. Yes. We dove deep. We did. In. We we did. We really dove did dive deep. Deep on the island. Thanks for being mm. on the journey, listeners and Taylor. All right, Rachel. Let's do character of the week number fifty. Fifty guys. We've been forty-nine characters yeah. before this. Yeah. That's a Here lot. And every ready? week I want to be the same character. And then I remember I've already been that character. True. And every week right before I'm like, oh, shoot, I forgot that to remember one. And I'm trying really hard not to just yeah. be characters from cats. I'm trying really hard. There's a lot of cats. There are. I'm so waiting for that dog segment. musical. <laughs> the dog musical. I love it. Sequel. Amazing. Tom Hoover. Yeah. Tom Hooper's dogs. No, Tom <laughs> dogs. Oh man. Oh my gosh. We are unwell. Mm. So this is a segment. If you haven't listened to us before or yep. don't know what's happening, yeah. this is where Taylor and I think about what we've been up to this week, mm-hmm. how we've been feeling, what yeah, and what vibes we have, and what theater character might have similar thoughts or vibes. And sometimes we just pick a theater character and we hope that we're having those vibes. So it's really there are no manifest. We manifest. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we also would love to hear your characters for the week. Comment on our social media pages. Uh, we also would love to hear your thoughts about Once on this Island, about Aaron's and Flaherty, all the things. All so, the things. yeah, go to our website, go to our social media pages, tell us who you are. You may get a shout out on a future episode. Rachel, let me tell Taylor. you my character this week. Who are you? Who am I? Who am I? That is the real question of the week. <laughs> so this week, listen, my character is from a show that recently closed as of recording this yesterday. No. R.I.P. No. And it's a show we talked about last week and on our 2022 so cast. There were shout out to um, Almost Famous. Shout out to Beetlejuice. Shout out to... What did other? I know one of the other one, but there's one more. I know there were four. Um, Weren't there four? Yeah, there were four. Yeah, yeah. What was the third one? Into the Woods, right? Yes, but wasn't there one more? Oh, sorry, that was your one. 1776. Obviously, you're not a character from 1776. That's not bad. The all female cast revival. The all female cast revival of 1776. And then, of course, the incredible revival of Into the Woods, which we will hopefully see on tour. But I've been feeling like this character from that wonderful revival, he is a friend to all in the show. He is someone that, you know, really the show would not be possible without him. And I'm kind of fitless. Yeah. I, I had therapy. We sometimes you feel like outside of yourself. And this character is outside of all the characters because that's right. I'm feeling like the narrator from <laughs> Into the Woods. <laughs> Just a little, you know, existential. Oh, I'm ho- I'm not that. I don't know if I'm feeling like act two narrator because we all know what oh, happens. Ever but after. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, I love that. That's that's who I'm feeling oh. this week. I'm so excited for you, but also <laughs> makes me so sad that it's over. I know, I know. But listen, that tour, I'm hoping that um, we will get to see it. I hope it comes to Nashville. Manifest mm-hmm. with me. Yes, manifest. Rachel, who is your character this week? Well, because I knew what show we were doing, I kind of had a mm. an advantage here to go on theme. Mm-hmm. I'm not right. positive I am this character, but I'm going to make it up as I go because mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to be this character. 
you know, sometimes I'm just feeling like, especially this week, I'm going to travel at the end of this coming up week before you hear this, I will have traveled. And, um, you know, it's just sometimes that's a lot and I'm a little lost and sometimes I figure, I can't figure out how to speak as we know, cause I'm mm-hmm. very bad at pronouncing right. things. Um, although I haven't, it is speaking yeah. is hard. And so sometimes I too just sit in silence at the dinner table and stare into the eyes of those who I'm here. <laughs> I have yet to make a deal with a sea witch, but it might happen mm. and this week. I am. Ariel from The Little Mermaid. Ooh, I love that. Love it. Uh, If you guys would like to join in on our discussion about Once on This Island or your character of the week, check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. Thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next week. I want to be where the people are. <laughs> Ever after. Be. Story over. <laughs> I was made in. Yeah.